Welcome to Sister Act. This is a podcast where two sisters talk about movie musicals. I am one of those sisters. My name is Jackie. I am the other one. My name is Nicola. Today we are talking about, this is another real wild card, we're talking about The Muppets Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta say, this movie made me uncomfortable. (laughs) Talk more about that. I don't know. It was so weird. I don't know why I suggested it. Again, I was just like looking on the thing. You had suggested The Wiz, and I was like, well, I've seen that like multiple times. So I we wouldn't be like on the same level of knowledge. That's but okay. I really want us to watch Freaky Friday, even though I've seen that movie and you haven't, because I would love to talk about it. <laughs> All right. I mean, I guess it has kind of been on my mind that it limits us to only talk about movies that neither of us have seen. Because I would be willing to talk about The Wiz. I I don't have as many thoughts as maybe you do about Freaky Friday. But anyway... And I would love to talk about, like, Singing in the Rain, even though I've seen that movie, like, a hundred times. Yeah. Well, anyway, I like children's content and this did not seem like it was for children and it was super sexual and not my cup of tea (laughs) well that's always the thing with the muppet i mean like i am someone who really have i have gone through phases in my life where i've been like very interested in in the like muppet tears and the muppets as a like project and the idea of puppetry and specifically Jim Henson and Frank Oz and you know the people in that cohort uh you know like Dave Goals and Jerry Nelson and Carol Spinney and etc you understand what I'm saying or you don't and then you don't care um Kevin Clash (laughs) I really look up to but like and I'm interested in his story but anyway the point of that is just like I am far more like impressed by the project of Sesame Street which like couldn't exist without the creative contributions of the Muppet workshop, but also was like largely like the concept of like, we're going to make advertisements that are educational. You know, like we want to try to capture the attention. We want to use these tools that to capture the attention of kids for the power of education instead of like as a, as an incredible force for good. And there are studies that indicate that Sesame street genuinely has been profoundly impactful in the lives of especially like low income especially black boys which is so cool and also like they use that sort of research now like now there's a whole division of sesame street that's just constantly like working on developing the best ways to approach different difficult issues in their stuff and they cover it like sesame street's just so cool we're not talking about sesame street though this this movie made me realize how much i wished it was the sesame street characters well and the thing with the muppet the reason i started talking about this was because the thing with the muppets is that they were always like struggling with the fact like jim henson was always bothered by the fact that the muppets were seen as for children because they were like soft puppets you know and so like the first Muppet special is called The Muppets Sex and Violence. And people were like, please don't call it that. Like, <laughs> that's not, <laughs> we don't want that to exist. But he was like, no, I want to make it clear that the Muppets are not like 
for kids. Like we, this is adult comedy done with puppets. And I think that it like, like it interests me in some ways. And I like the original Muppet movie and I really want to, I think the reason the Muppets of Wizard of Oz was on here was because I was like, I want to rewatch the Jason Sudeikis, not Jason Sudeikis, (laughs) Jason Siegel Siegel, Muppets movie. And as having no. now watched some of the original movie stuff, you know, and it won best original song at the Just, Academy yeah, Awards. So, of course, it's a musical. Or, well, and then I think that maybe in the conversation about Muppets, you had put Muppets Wizard of Oz on the list or something like that. Anyway. Well. <laughs> this does well, feel anyway, to me yes. like. I, this also I don't, feels to me like it's happening at a weird. I mean, it objectively is happening at a weird moment in time for the Muppets where, like, they've been acquired by Disney. Jim Henson is dead. Creative control of the Muppets is sort of being wrested from the original Muppeteers. It's kind of like the what Muppets are today is very different from what Muppets were, like, in the 80s and 70s or whatever when they were initially, you know, especially with the Muppet show and stuff. And so this feels like it's happening in that sort of transitional moment, but it still has yeah. sort of like the comic it, sensibility. It has like a very puppety comic sensibility. I think it made me uncomfortable because it seemed to be presenting itself to children, but the comedy was so, I was like, there's the type of like Disney thing where it's like, Oh, this joke will go over kids heads, but like parents will find it funny but that was like every single joke i was like is this for kids or what like it just felt like there was something wrong and i i think was less blindsided by that kind of comic sensibility and was more like my big takeaways were one dorothy is a really hard role especially the older you get like i think that there's something intuitive about everyone being friends with and wanting to help like a little girl you know if you're like Frank, if you're doing the original Baum Wizard of Oz, it's like, oh, this girl's like 11. That's fine, <laughs> you know, but like the older you get playing Dorothy, I feel like the harder it is to have a sort of like childlike like naivete that makes people want to help you and lead you down this road while still feeling like a full person with your own goals. Like the lesson that Dorothy's trying to learn doesn't necessarily fit in the structure of like little child mm-hmm. befriends wild animals <laughs> and goes to the see the wizard or whatever and also yeah. i think it's very hard to especially if you're like ashanti is not like a super experienced actor and i think it's really hard to act against puppets so you're playing a hard role you're acting against you're supposed to be looking the pot and it's not like it's not like she's like looking up to the side and you're like hey girl the character's in front of you or something it's not like that bad but it's just (laughs) it doesn't feel like she's engaging with the puppets in the same way that she would be engaging with a person which makes sense yes she can hear the voice of the puppet happening to the side and it's a weird so it's like a story (laughs) that's hard to tell with an actress who's older than the part so it's already going to be a hard performance acting against co-stars who are made of felt and so (laughs) So I felt uncomfortable just in that it was like, I'm not totally bought. Like, I don't believe that this character believes that she's here. (laughs) And so. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me to buy in. I agree. It felt like it kind of didn't know what it was doing. But anyway, we start with the song Kansas, or in parentheses, gotta get out of Kansas. (laughs) 
Um, and it's like this weird little music video. The budget of this movie also really confused me. Well, it's a TV movie. And I felt but crazy watching it on a big it television. Looked... I was like, I, this has got to be the size of a 2000s television. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So Sometimes it looks She what? wants to be a singer, Dorothy. Um, and she lives in Kansas. Queen Latifah is Aunt M. She owns a diner. Dorothy is the a waitress and she hates it. She, she wants to go to Hollywood. And then she's like, I'm gonna leave work early. This is my outfit for my audition. And Queen Latifah's like, you look like one of the girls in a rap video or something. She's like, okay, well, it's what I'm wearing, bye. And Queen Latifah's like, no, you have to finish your shift. Like, Also, her it's... uncle, Uncle Henry, is David Allen Greer. And he's playing it like... His kind of performance feels very much like this is made for children. There's just like a goofiness to his performance that feels a little weird. Alongside, like, Queen Latifah and Ashanti are playing a much straighter. Yes, Which... I didn't even I didn't even want to talk about him and his character. I hated it. It you was hated so it. I didn't hate it. That's way stronger than I actually felt about it. It just felt so out of place and again I was like, What is happening? <laughs> he would just say everything in such a weird way. But anyway, he's like, nah, Dorothy, go to your audition, like, I don't care. She's like, oh, thanks. And Queen Latifah's like, what the heck? Um, does she, and then she does go to the audition. She goes to the audition, but she gets there late. Yeah. And there's like a man outside of the building. And I was like, this guy looks familiar, but I never figured out who he was. Let me tell you how I know him. Because I've been watching a lot of Frasier recently to distract from all of the work that I have to do for classes. <laughs> um, but he plays a side character in Frasier. I was like, what are the odds? What's his name? I don't know. Okay. Well, I couldn't in, figure on it Frasier, out. On Frasier, his name is Gil Chesterton. Okay. <laughs> Well, I will so, look that up later then. Do with that what you will, yeah. Yeah, I got I I got to figure out why I felt like I knew him. But anyway, he's outside. He's like, it's already four o'clock. There weren't enough people, so they're leaving already. You were supposed to be here at three. And she's like, no. And he's like, you'll never be able to find them again. You, who knows where they are? But then their tour bus pulls up also, right in front of them. Also, wait, we didn't mention back when she's at the diner, I assumed that this audition was like to be in a music video or something, but then she's like, "The like I have the chance to perform with the Muppets, the most famous puppets in the world." I was like, "What universe is this? This that is the, the Muppets, Muppets actually is, exist." If, you gotta watch the original Muppets you, movie. Okay, the original <laughs> Muppets movie is like Kermit is going to Hollywood to try to become like a a a Hollywood star or whatever like the Muppets in the universe of the Muppets in the Muppet, in the world of the Muppet show and then in the world of the the Jason Siegel Muppet movie as well I'm pretty sure if I remember that movie correct I know that I remember that movie correctly they're like the Muppets are movie stars no 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 I didn't think that it, the Muppets aren't movie stars in the Muppet universe but in this movie they're also characters in Oz. But this is so like, that's I like wasn't her dream. I wasn't expecting them to be characters 
outside of Oz. Mm. I think that the way you're supposed to think of this movie, like how it fits in the Muppet world, is that Dorothy is a real person, the Muppets are doing their real star hunt, and then the dream portions of the film are much like it's like, you were there, and you, and you, you know? It's like Mm -hmm. Kermit was there and Miss Piggy. But Kermit and Miss Piggy are real people in the world. The world of the Muppets, where the Muppets are major producers of entertainment. (laughs) And that's like, (laughs) the Muppets are performing puppets. That's the... All right. Well, the Muppets there you are go. Muppets. The Muppets are puppets that do puppet shows for a living, and they're extremely famous for it in the world of the Muppets. <laughs> like, um, but then the Muppets tour bus comes around. Yeah, and she's like, "Wait, it's the Muppets! I wanted to audition." And Miss Piggy's like, "Well, you were too late. We're leaving." She's like, "Well, I have this like demo." And yeah, Kermit she's like, let me sing, it. or if you don't have time to let me sing, at least take my demo. And Kermit takes the demo, and he's like, oh, sure. But Kermit's Miss Piggy like, is like, you you made this all by yourself? And she's like, yeah. He's like, well, that that's great, Dorothy. I'll take a listen or something. And then they leave. And then Miss They're Piggy slams in. the door shut, and they zoom off. <laughs> and then there's a tornado warning. Classic Wizard of Oz. She goes home. She gets in a fight with Aunt Em. David Allen Greer is like, we gotta get to this storm shelter. Well, first she storms in, and then David Allen Greer is like, you should talk to your niece. And then Anna was like, you should talk to your niece. I was, just, I just did not enjoy this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but then she's like, and they're telling oh, her like, here. don't she's run like, away. Yeah, they're like, what about your your family and friends? And she's like, what friends? And they're like, well, you have Toto. And Toto is a prawn that she rescued from the diner because Aunt Em wouldn't let her get a dog. Yes. And that's her only friend is this prawn. And she's like, see, you can't even name anyone else. My only friend is a prawn. I want to leave Kansas. (laughs) And then... He's like, all right, well, this there's a tornado happening, so let's move this conversation. And then there, there's the tornado, and she's this like, oh no. This is my favorite moment of the movie. They get I to forgot the storm Toto. shelter. Yes. <laughs> They're in the storm shelter. You can see the tornado in the distance, and she's like, I forgot Toto. And, and um, Queen Latifah is like, he's just a shrimp. Like, don't go any, get in the storm shuttle <laughs> right now. But she runs away. And they live in a trailer home, so she goes in to get Toto, and then the house is just lifted up in the tornado, and she's clutching the the tank with the shrimp in it. And then they crash land, but there's color, you know, like, it's not that it was black and white, but it was a little, the image was very desaturated, and now we're seeing this more saturated sunlight. And what has happened to Toto, but he's become Pepe the Prawn. One of my least favorite Muppets. I was just going to say, I have a message for Pepe the Prawn, and it's that Nicki Minaj quote where she says, I never found you funny. I never found you interesting. I never found you entertaining. I just found you annoying. (laughs) Every time Pepe would say anything, I wanted to, like, punch my computer. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wish that it had been, like... Rizzo the Rat. When Rizzo the Rat was like the leader of the Munchkins, I was like, well, I wish we were going to see more of you and way less of Pepe the Prawn, yeah. but... 
You can't always get what you want. So Pepe the Prawn is now going to be constantly just, like, there and being annoying in every scene. Um, He's also, like, probably 90% of the jokes that are extremely sexual that I was talking about before come from Pepe. His first line is, like, oh, I'm naked. (laughs) And I'm like, what? Why? (laughs) usually clothed. (laughs) (laughs) And then... Um, Dorothy gives, she's like, here, put on the clothes of this teddy bear, but she doesn't say that, she just says here, and then he's like, oh, this teddy bear is not my type. Like, she was telling him to have sex with this teddy bear. I was like, what? Like, just put on the clothes and move on, please. <laughs> and then she's like, what am I doing? I'm talking to a puppet that, that looks like a shrimp that I'm assuming is my old f- shrimp friend, Toto. This is crazy. I gotta go outside. So then she goes outside, she looks around this beautiful little mountain town. She's like, whoa, this isn't Kansas anymore. And then Rizzo the rat is like, we're munchkins, not rats, we're cleaner. Here's a bunch of rats, and they're all munchkins. And she's like, ugh, this is gross. And Pepe is like, let's fight all these rats or whatever. (laughs) But then not. Oh, wait, first they're like, you killed the evil witch of the east or whatever this girl, this lady is. The, you know, there's the four witches of each direction. Yes. The one who usually dies is dead. But she's not dead. <laughs> she's still this alive. This part... This was see, I was me. still acclimating to the fact that this wasn't for children. And this was insane. Because she's, like, <laughs> clearly not dead. And Dorothy's like, well, I didn't kill her. Look, she's moving. And they all just, like, stand there watching. And then she lifts the house up and says something. And then it's like... She's like, help me. Yeah. and they I'll kill you all And they all me. just watch. And then it falls on her and she Dorothy dies. Dorothy kind of approached. She's, like, trying to spot her, but she doesn't really know how to interfere. And then... Oh, yeah. She does say, she's like, why are you all just watching? Like, someone spot me. <laughs> And then she drops it and then dies. And then everyone's like, yay! As soon as she's dead. And it was just so dark and extra. But it was funny, but I was just so caught off guard. Um, And then... Toddy Poo or something. Yeah, the good witch... It's not Glinda. Glinda's the good witch of the South. This is the good witch of the North comes and she's like... I'm here to visit my sister, the evil witch, the wicked witch of the east. And they're like, I'm she's so sorry. Dead. We have some horrible news. Your sister is dead. And then she's like, oh, that's great. And Dorothy's like, what? She's not like, that's great. She's pissed off. But then she's like, well, Dorothy's I like, think let she- me just say it was totally an accident. And then she's like, oh, okay, no f- harm, no foul. <laughs> <laughs> Accidents happen. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, yeah, you know, me and my four, three sisters, we used to be a band, but then fame was just too overwhelming for me. So I dedicated my life to the rights of the vertically challenged in Munchkin land. And then they all give her hugs and kisses. Yeah. And she's like really dramatically kissing them. Dorothy seems kind of like off put by how affectionate she is with the munchkins and then Dorothy 
See, Dorothy's motives in this movie are really confusing. Well, this is because the thing. Usually, the arc they're trying to set up for yeah, Dorothy is like, she Usually wants Dorothy to... wants to go home from the beginning. But she cha- like she doesn't decide she wants to go home until the very end. She's go- trying to go to the wizard to become a superstar. Sorry, I'm eating this pretzel. I do How think dare that, you? like... <laughs> I do think that there's something, like, interesting about Dorothy. You know, like, there's no place like home being the message of the Wizard of Oz or, like, being sort of the crux of it is less impactful when the whole time... She she knows that. She, like, wants to go home this whole time. And so there is something, like, compelling to me about this Dorothy is, like, well, I'm in this magical land. I could be a superstar here. I've been dreaming of being in a world that has color and life and music in it. And here, the first person I meet... used to be a big pop star in a a girl group with their sisters and she's telling me the man who made that possible for her is here and I could be that in this world like that is actually compelling to me as like the thing that she wants is actually wrong and she will learn that there's no place like home by the end of the movie and so I do enjoy that journey but then it does mean that like the thing that like when Dorothy just wants to get out of here and then is making friends and building a little community and and gaining something from the adventure that feels relevant as opposed to here where it's like she's just like meeting these random hangers on like there's not really the same mm-hmm. the yeah. journey with the three with the scarecrow and the lion and the tin man feels a little unrelated they feel like subplots mm-hmm. instead of like part of her journey yeah i think that the journey of going from trying to find the wizard to become a superstar to realizing the value of her home is compelling but I don't think it's done in a compelling way I feel like at the end she's just like well wait I want to go home actually and then she just does and it's like yeah I wanted actually to see her be more of a star in Oz than she was like she she didn't even really get to be a star before she decided she wanted to be home. She was like given it, and then she was like, she eh, you know, what? two lines, and then she was like, no, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird being famous for a bunch of puppets. So, cuddly poo or whoever the good witch of the <laughs> south is is like, here take my the wicked witch of the west east's magic slippers they're gonna be useful for this journey they're manolos that's how she convinces her to take them oh yeah she takes off her converse she puts on these magic shoes she's like these are kind of uncomfortable and starts walking down which i thought that was kind of a funny bit that she's wearing these uncomfortable shoes the whole time (laughs) but i thought it was funny in the end when they're like just click your heels three times and it'll take you wherever she you want she was like why didn't you tell me that before i've been wearing these and walking all around this country (laughs) But so she goes to a field. She sees Kermit the Frog. He's talking he's the about scarecrow. Yeah, he makes a funny joke about movies with the crow. The crow's like, I like the birds. That's so my favorite movie. And then the crow starts just like poking his eyes out, <laughs> harassing him. He's like, I'm a terrible scarecrow. I can't scare any of these birds. Pepe is like, I'm gonna eat some of this corn. And Kermit is like, I don't care. That's fine as long as you're not a bird. It's better you than the birds. Yeah, my my favorite. The, the time I liked Pepe the most was when he was eating corn. Because I like corn and I relate it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. 
So the scarecrow um, doesn't have a brain. It's usual deal. I thought maybe they would have like different things they were wanting, but they didn't. They it was just normal. Yeah, Wizard of Oz, which is fine. So they're like, "Oh, come with us. We're going to see the wizard. Come along. Maybe you can ask for a brain." They help him down. They continue down the road. They come to a T I N, which there was a funny joke here that was like trust in no one maybe it's a sign and then there's another sign that says danger high voltage but they can't like register what that means <laughs> so they go inside gonzo is the tin thing um because gonzo has no gender <laughs> which is that's the other thing that's interesting about the muppets because muppets are sometimes using kids content there's that very good episode of that muppets show about how gonzo is non-binary or whatever like but for children or it's like young gonzo <laughs> it's like little gonzo but <laughs> But um, just further proof that, that anyone who was mad about Gonzo being non-binary is wrong because Gonzo is the tin thing. He's not the tin man. Um, and they turn him on. He's, like, been turned off. So they turn him on, and he's like, oh, hi, I'm Gonzo. <laughs> My whole deal is I don't have a heart. Well, well, they don't go by their Muppet names. He right. says, I'm the tin thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and he was... I want to say engaged <laughs> mm-hmm. um, to Camilla the chicken, and he, I don't know, the Wicked Witch of the West wanted him to be more efficient. He asked so she, for a week's vacation or a day's oh. vacation so that he could get married, and she turned him into Tim so that he couldn't love her and would have no reason to get married. <laughs> That's, yes. Um... So he wants a heart. And they're like, All right, well, come with us. Then they're in the woods. Oh, Pepe Le Pew was doing this annoying thing where he had like a candy dispenser and was pretending it was a cell phone. He wants to be Dorothy's agent. That's oh, like, I yeah. guess, his want. But he, his want is not, he doesn't have a clear ask for the wizard when he sees Pepe the wizard. Pepe just wants to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> But he also wants money. He wants to be like a Hollywood agent. Sure, yeah, yeah. In some ways. But so then when Gonzo is... Gonzo's like strapped to this contraption that makes him the information network thing or whatever TIN stands for. I don't remember. there you go. (laughs) The information network, maybe. Um, And so he has to take off his like wired nose and connect his cell phone is what he calls it. And Pepe is like, that's a cell phone? Oh, and there's a nipple joke. Oh, yeah, and then Pepe touches his nipple. Pepe tries to twist a thing. I actually liked that. That was funny to me. He, like, twists something on his front, and he's like, what does this do? He's like, what does this do? And Gonzo's Gonzo's like, nothing, "Nothing, those are just my nipples. And then Pepe's like, (gasps) just disgusted. (laughs) I don't even know if he's, I don't really understand his reaction. It's a little too much, but the nipple joke is funny. (laughs) But anyway, um... Then they're in the woods, and they encounter across Fozzie Bear, yes. who is the lion. Fozzie Bear is and the cowardly lion who wants to do stand-up, but he has stage fright. Yeah. Um, that, that's pretty much his He thing. tells us that the he Wicked tried. Witch of the West has spies all over these woods, but that never comes to anything. So it's not a big deal. But we do see these, like, birds that are kind of watching them. 
for what? <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> so then we go, we're, we're near the Wizard of Oz's place, but it, we stop at Poppy Fields. Poppy Fields well, is a club. Well, first they have to cross some bridge. Oh, you're right, you're right. They keep getting <laughs> Statler heckled. and Waldorf are there. <laughs> hurling insults to make it harder for them to cross the bridge. This is the moment where you get to see, like, oh, clearly the tin thing has a heart, because when Fozzie mm-hmm. gets staged yeah. right in the middle of the log, he's like, he just he needs help. He goes, and goes back and, and is like, it's okay, just keep walking, don't listen. He's like, their words have nothing to do with you. And it's, very, it's a very sweet moment. And then they cross the bridge, and then they're like, oh, what's this? Poppy fields. And they're like, it's only the hottest club in town. And, and the, then, what's the name of the band that Animal is in? Electric Mayhem. Sure, I <laughs> forgot that they were in this. They're Are playing. They, I, they're not. Oh, they're playing here too. They're playing this song here, and it just keeps being like nap time or whatever. That's like the chorus <laughs> of the song. And then all the people in the yes. club are like taking their naps and saying nap time, and then falling asleep on the table. And they're like, wow, this is such a happen club, but it's like, clearly everyone is asleep in here. <laughs> like, I don't really understand why they go deeper into it. But then once they get deeper in, all the living people are getting tired. So it's just Kermit and Gonzo who are around to solve the problem. And before Pepe falls asleep, he's like, oh, there was something we could say to get the munchkins to come. No, no, no. Pepe falls asleep, and they're like, okay, let's get Pepe out of here because he's small enough that we can lift him, but we don't know what to do about Dorothy and Fozzie. So then Pepe starts to wake up, and they're, like, slapping him awake, and he's like, oh, yeah, we should call them munchkins, but then he's falling back asleep. They're like, how do you do that? How do you do that? And this is a moment where I was, like, surprised that Kermit wasn't leading the solution, like, the charge to solve the problem a little bit more than he was, like... He, there's no really moment where Kermit gets to demonstrate like he's actually smart. He's just like a good guy, <laughs> which yeah. is fine. But um, anyway, that's true. Everyone does get their moment to prove like, oh no, he does have courage. He does have a heart. But Kermit's just kind of like chilling. <laughs> he's like, well, you know, if I were to think that I didn't have brains, I need to have brains to think anything. So I guess I had brains the whole time. <laughs> um, so they call the munchkins. Yeah, so the, the rat comes, comes back. He has all the rats put on gas masks and they go in and they carry out Dorothy and Fozzie and they wake up and they're like, well, that was crazy. Anyway, bye. <laughs> and they go to the wizard. <laughs> For some reason, the Munchkins, like, leave before. Oh, they leave when Fozzie's waking up because they're like, that's a big cat. Let's get out of here, rats. <laughs> um, so then they go to the outside of the wizard door. Sam the eagle is the guard. He's like, you're not on the list. And then Pepe whispers something in his ear. I can't tell if it's a threat or a pro. I don't really know what's happening at that moment. Maybe you would have better pulse on it. No, I don't even remember it happening. <laughs> Okay, well, Pepe helps them get inside. Then when they get inside, someone else is like, scooter. you're not on the li- scooter, yeah. And then they're like, well, she killed the Wicked Witch of the East. So how's that for an appointment? Yeah, I think that that's related to what Pepe is saying. Pepe is maybe talking. Pepe's either saying she killed the Wicked Witch of the East, so you better watch out. Like, we're dangerous and we want to see the wizard. I think that's probably what's happening. That's probably the right 
vibe check. Anyway, they get there. Scooter's like, oh, I'm the administrative assistant. Before you can go in, we need to see Beaker and Professor Bunsen. What are their names? <laughs> I don't remember. Dr. I Bunsen. Know. I'm yeah. close. <laughs> Approximately Be- Beaker's those. friend. <laughs> um, you know they're gay? <laughs> oh, Wow. They've kissed in some live shows. Anyway, oh, I feel like you would fun. enjoy that fact. <laughs> um, but they're like, you need to wear these glasses because the wizard's aura so radiant. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it will it will make you explode? So then Beaker puts the glasses on and he's fine, and then he takes them off, but. Yeah, his and then Dr. Bunsen is like, and it's, even, it still know. works even if I double the amplitude. Yeah. <laughs> and then his head explodes. And, and then, then they put her in a makeover machine. That's really, she comes out looking like the most 2005 person in the world. Well, first she goes well, in and comes out. Well, first she comes out looking like Kelly Osborne, right? It's Kelly. Yeah. Is that her name? I think so. Um, And she's like, got this weird attitude. I'm like, is this something Kelly Osborne was famous for in 2005? <laughs> having this type of attitude? It was weird. But then they're like, well, you know, th- you look good, but it's more of like a Kelly Osborne type. We think you should look more like an Ashanti type. So she goes back in and then she looks like you guessed it, Ashanti, the actress playing Dorothy. <laughs> um, and it's really, I cannot emphasize enough how much this outfit, because she's been wearing like a little diner uniform throughout, and t- she looked like a hip-hop dancer or whatever just because she was wearing like a yeah, crop top and low-rise jeans. Yeah, she was wearing a crop top jeans, jeans and a Which is very apron. 2000s. Like, you were like, oh, this is the odds. But then this is like, she's got glasses and her particular kind her hair is curled a particular way and her jack everything is just like this feels so da- like i feel like i'm looking at a barbie doll sold in the 2000s it's just like very yeah. but it's cute yeah so they go in one at a time to see the wizard it's fozzy first and he's afraid but he goes in anyway he uh, scooter's walking him in and there's like sort of two doors in between and he's starts freaking out when he gets to the second door but then scooter's gone and then the door's open and he's like thrown in and he's freaking out the wizard is intimidating him and says like oh you want courage and then opens a trap door and he falls through and these are the wizard is appearing scary and also as like a poorly rendered sort of digital animation Mm -hmm. that would happen in the mid-aughts like it's like watching the matrix it it looks (laughs) really bad it looks way worse than the matrix too (laughs) <laughs> the next person is Kermit maybe oh yes because Kermit gets a fire fate like th- then it's a fire for Kermit because he's made of straw that's, so that's scary he wants brains and then he falls down the hatch and then it's um, Gonzo, Gonzo and then it's like a temptress so weird yeah she's like a giant woman who's trying to seduce Gonzo, and then she, like, turns into a chicken. Well, and then Gonzo is like, no, I already have a girlfriend. I just want a heart so that I can marry her, because we're, that's, we got interrupted in our love story. 
And then the wizard is like, oh, you like chickens? And then starts turning into a chicken. And then he's getting sort of heated. <laughs> he's really turned on. <laughs> <laughs> but then the trap door opens and he disappears. And then it's Dorothy. And to Dorothy, he's like a he's like the mucinex yeah. monster. <laughs> And she, at one point, takes a step back. So, so he says, like, okay, sure, I'll give you and your friends everything you want, but first you have to bring me the eye of the Wicked Witch of the West. And she's like, oh, do you want her? Do you want any other body parts while we're at it or whatever? And he's like, oh, just the eye. Good luck. And that opens the trap door. But he had, like, thrown a fireball, and she'd step back, so the trap door is, like, in front of her. So then he's like, oh, this is so awkward. Can you jump down that trap door, please? <laughs> and then she does. Um, and then Pepe's like, he hey. wants to date J Lo. See, <laughs> he just wants sex, <laughs> but, but with anyway. someone high profile. Okay, well then he also goes down. He doesn't even get his own entrance because yeah, he no wasn't announced. And his <laughs> him getting what he wants is not part of the package for the eye. So. <laughs> But he's still sticking around. So they go. We meet the Wicked Witch of the West. She has, like, a dumb boyfriend and um, a flying a monkey. monkey. Yeah, classic. <laughs> classic oh, Wicked Witch of the West. part of the movie. <laughs> is the monkey. When they're all like, the monkey gets the hat. <laughs> but we'll get to that. <laughs> So they're looking out um, their window and they see Dorothy and her friends coming to get their eye. Well, she's and- looking through her eye. Oh, yeah. She's looking. Through- <laughs> she's standing by a window, but her, she's looking through her, her magic, magic eye. eye allows her to see anything going on in all of us. So she's like, intruders? Get the... I don't know. She keeps saying different. Yeah, she's like, get the man-eating snake. Yeah, like oh, they're on vacation. Oh, yeah, this the whatever has a religious holiday. (laughs) (laughs) They're at a wedding, (laughs) and then she's like, "What's the group that she does use?" The flying monkey. She says, "Get me the biker hat that controls the flying monkeys." So she has Mm. the psychic ability to make them do whatever she wants, and so she says. Her, get the girl and also the lion. I'm in the mood for lion chops and then shred <laughs> everyone else. Um, and yeah. so the biker gang. And the goes bikers off. are like, You want us to run a little girl off the road? She's like, Yeah, because I'm wearing my enchanted biker cap. And they're like, All right. Um. And then so then they fly over, and the visual gag them. here is that the boyfriend is in a little sidecar on the monkey's motorcycle, <laughs> which is very cute. Um, uh, I don't remember the name of that Muppet, but just Google. Oh wait, dumb Did boyfriend. Sk- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll Did see. Did we him. skip a song? When do they sing "When I'm with You"? We mu- that must have happened already, right? Yes. Oh, sorry. I was not. Yeah, the music in this is kind of sparse. I know. Of it's hard. Sparse, it's so not, it's hard to remember. They sang yeah. the song when they were on the road. At some point, they sing a song that's like, we can do anything when we're together. 
and that's that song. Yeah. <laughs> so the, yes, they sang their song when the, it was after they crossed the the Statler and Waldorf mm-hmm. yeah. log of insults. Then they sang a little song together. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it was right now. No. <laughs> Because that would be too much music in a row. So then, I I don't know. Then Miss Piggy comes with her biker gang and sings a song that's like the witches in the house while they're like chasing Dorothy and her friends and they're tearing up the scarecrow and they're really tearing, like they really tear them apart, which happens in the original movie, but I was just like, wow, they're really destroying them. I I know. It was like jarring. I was like, you just killed the scarecrow (laughs) and the tin man or the tin thing. They like rip gonzo's head off yeah they decapitate it's brutal that was kind of the moment where i was like oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) this is brutal so they finish their song they tie up dorothy and the lion and pepe has escaped a fate of being destroyed by he's just in dorothy's arms so that's nice um and then we're back at the witch's place she's She's got filming reality reality tv show (laughs) Um, she's like a washed up musician she used to be in a girl group so I guess that kind of makes sense so the lion is in a cage and the whole biker gang is they're tenderizing him they're poking him with a stick to get him ready to be eaten but she's upstairs filming her torture of Dorothy And and Dorothy and Pepe are both like chained down yeah they're chained down and so they want the shoe she wants the shoes because she was like those are my sister's shoes and you took them i'm pissed and dorothy's like i'll never give you these shoes and it's like can't you just take them off your feet you can just take them off of her feet but instead (laughs) they have this like a saw yeah like a circular saw rotating blade coming down super slowly that's gonna chop off her feet i'm like it doesn't have to be like this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also Pepe is tied up next to her and is also like wow I can't believe I'm gonna die but it's like this blade is really you're fine <laughs> like you're very much above where the blade he is has, coming for he has his own little blade oh does he yeah <laughs> um I missed that that's cute but so then so Fozzie saves the day here he finally wait, builds up the courage let's when does she sing the witches in the house? The witches in the house is when they're beating them up. When they're beating up Kermit and yes, it Gonzo? was. Uh, they're singing that during that fight scene when the, when all the bikers okay, so, arrive. Okay, so so let's mention that Piggy we sings did. a song. We did. I did. I. All right. Well, I was distracted. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Piggy has sung a song at this point. Yes. <laughs> it's called The Witches in the House. It's while they're destroying um, the other characters. And then, because this was the other time that the electric mayhem come and they're late and she's oh, mad at yes, them. Oh, yes, I did not mention that gag. When they start the song, she's like, Dorothy's like, how are you going to stop us? And she's like, I'll tell you exactly how. Spotlight. And then a spotlight hits her, but no music starts. And she's annoyed. And then Electric Mayhem come, like, they're arriving one at a time. And she's like, guys are not on time. And they're, like, trying to talk to her about something. And she's like, not right now. We're already late. Start playing the song. And then they start playing the song. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Good gag. Yes. All anyway, right, Fozzie's so back. Yeah, Fozzie's like, 
Um, hey, wanna hear a joke? And he finally works up the courage. He's like, um, it's something about a motorcycle and the punchline too is that it was too, too tired. tired. Yeah. And then they, the biker gang gets a real kick out of it and they're like, because it has two tires. It's funny on multiple levels. <laughs> so he's just like giving them a show. And then and he's, then like, he's hey, like, does anyone like comedy magic tricks? And they're like, we love comedy magic tricks. <laughs> And he's like, okay, I need a key, like one that would open this cage. And they're like, here, we have one. And then he's like, okay, everyone get down and close your eyes and say, I don't know, what a a fool I am, or whatever. (laughs) And then he just like lets himself out and tiptoes away. They say, oh, what a fool I am, four times, and then runs off. And then when they open their eyes, they're like, he's gone. It was funny and it was magic. Like, they don't care. (laughs) He's gone. (laughs) So back up stairs, he comes just as the blade is about to cut off their feet. He pulls the lever that yanks the blades right back up. And they're like, oh, thank goodness, Fozzie, you saved us. And then a little physical fight happens. Dorothy prepares to fight Miss Piggy. And then we cut to a boardroom and Quentin Tarantino is oh pitching like a graphic bloody fight sequence to Kermit the Frog. And Kermit is like disturbed by how he's like, uh, this is a family program. Yeah, and then Kermit's like, kids are gonna watch this. I'm like, well, they shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. So they during- go through a couple different versions. Then he has a really expensive one where there's a bunch of shape shifting and they're like, yeah, you know, this is a TV movie. So ultimately they settle on Dorothy will just kick Miss Piggy in the face. Then we go back to the movie and Dorothy kicks Miss Piggy in the face. She flies through the air and she lands in her bathtub. And the bathtub is supposed to be full there's of bottled this whole water. Thing, yeah, yeah, that she has a deathly allergy to tap water. So she has bottled water baths. But everyone thinks she's lying for attention or whatever. So they top off this bath from the person who does this. Also, we forgot to mention when Fozzie lifts lifts the lever, then the Wicked Witch is like, get him to some henchman. And the henchman is ticklish. And so when he gets (laughs) grazed by Fozzie's tail, he's like, oh, that tickles. So then Fozzie tickles him to disarm him. And then after the kick, this guy is there. And he's the one who's like, yeah, well, we ran out of bottled water. So I tapped it off with with the hose and then she starts then, to melt and then she's like wait i'm not melting i'm getting skinny <laughs> and then she just gets skinny until she is nothing and yeah. they're all like hmm and then her dumb husband is recording all of this for the reality show and he's like that was great honey and then he goes to the bath and realizes that it was real and i'm like you are so dumb. How could that have not been real? <laughs> so Dorothy and then fishes he's the eye like out. really grieving. They yeah. go and they tell the flying monkeys what happened, and the flying monkeys are so excited. Like, oh, that's great! And they're like, "What? I thought you worked for her." And they're like, "Actually, no. She has an enchanted biker cap that m- makes us her slaves to do whatever she wants." 
but hey, now that you killed her, do you want it so you can enslave us? I was like, you're really readily giving that up. And she's just like, sure. <laughs> she's like, take us to our friends. <laughs> so they drive them back to where they destroyed the Tin Man and the Scarecrow and they put them back together. They put their heads on backwards they call and they never fix back, it. Right? What? Do they call the munchkins back? They do call the munchkins. The munchkins help in the fight, I think. Pepe calls them The before. munchkins help unlatch them mm. to get Dorothy set to kick. Yeah, 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 you're right. I forgot okay. that the munchkins return. But now they're gone by now. Okay. And then they rebuild. So then, yeah. And then the Gonzo's like, I can see my backside. I must really be working out. And they're like, no, they just put your head on backwards. <laughs> anyway, they go back to the... The wizard. W- yeah. And they storm Everyone's in. Everyone's like, hey, and you don't have an appointment. And they're like, we have this. And then... Um, and I'll just point out that throughout this entire scene, Dorothy is holding the eye in, like, a very weird way, like, right in front of her face, and she never moves her hand or puts it down. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like, held delicately between, like, two fingers or whatever. It's not, like, in her hand. It's very weird. She wants to sh- make sure everyone sees it. But then we could sort of move on. <laughs> well, anyway. So Scooter tries to stop them, but they push past. They go into the room. And it's not green at all. It's just like a room full of plywood. They're like, what? And then Beaker and Dr. Bunsen come in and they're like, oh, you got to put on the green glasses. Otherwise, you're going to be burned. And they're like, you're not being burned. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, no, my skin is getting hot. (laughs) And then they're like, we're not buying it. And he and Beaker leave, I think. And then Pepe does something dumb. I don't remember what it is, but he, like, expends a lot of energy trying to do something and he doesn't succeed, but then he falls, he collapses, and he hits a cord that pulls open the door to reveal that the wizard is just Jeffrey Tambor in a little booth of some sort. And he's like, ah, you don't see me. You know, classic, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain deal. Then he comes out and he explains, I'm just like a, a... tour bus driver from Hollywood and I got swept up here and everyone thought that I was a wizard. Because, and he's like, you know why they thought I was a wizard? Because I could do this. <laughs> well, this was so funny. <laughs> he does a little trick where it looks like you're, fi- you're taking your finger off. With and all thumb, of the Muppets you know? are like, oh my god, that was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Do that again. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was actually the funniest part of this movie. Um, but... <laughs> So then she's like, well, um, you better give us what you promised us because we got, oh, and she's like, you only wanted this eye so the Wicked Witch of the West wouldn't figure you out. I was like, I didn't think that there really needed to be a reason. He's just kind of a bad guy who was sending you on, like, a suicide mission because he didn't want to deal with you. But he's like, yeah. But, was- but he's like, yeah, that, that was my plan. <laughs> Um, but he says, okay, like, give, give me a couple hours. hours. Yeah. I will honor. I am true to my word. I'll honor your promise. I mean, I'll honor my promises. So then there's a big, He's like in Hollywood, we're all true to our word. I was like, what? Okay. Um, so there's a big red carpet. 
and there's a bunch Everyone's of journalists. TV. Yeah, the paparazzi's all taking pictures of her. She's suddenly a big star, just like she dreamed about in her opening music video. She's um, like, I can't believe I'm so famous and no one's even heard me sing. And they're like, you heard it here. She's very famous and we've never heard her sing. <laughs> and you're watching the bikers watch it on TV and also a, a bunch of those Muppet poo. penguins. <laughs> also the munchkins with the... Weird, oh, you're right. The munchkins are watching. Yeah, yeah. with Toddy Poo or whatever her name is. <laughs> they're all watching together. Um, but then, so Jeffrey Tambor is in a fancy outfit and he's got... He's got a, a wig, wig on. on. Yeah. And he presents his gifts to everyone on television. He gives. So he gives the... Fozzie a little microphone. Yes, and the then, microphone of courage or bravery. Or and something. then Fozzie starts like. He's like, I do feel braver. A... And he starts delivering some jokes. And then Jeffrey Tambor is like, and then get, like, get out of here. stage. <laughs> Then he gives then, a little candy heart that says "Be mine" or something like that to the tin Gonzo, thing, and then his yeah. his girlfriend, his fiance, chicken is there, and they are reunited. It's like he like says that she's fat, and then he's like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Jeffrey Tambor's like, "Why don't you go have that fight off screen?" <laughs> and then Kermit comes. They take his head off and put, like, bran flakes in it. And, and then, then he gets a back brand on. new brain. Um, and then Dorothy head. comes out and sings a song. But after two lines, she's like, stop. You didn't actually do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like... Guys, you were already brave, smart, and kind. Like, you didn't need these gifts. They're phony. I just want to go home. <laughs> so and he's like, all right, well, like, you got to go talk we to Glinda. do that, but yeah, go see Glinda. And then he uses the eye. He has to put on glasses, and he's like, Glinda is visiting her sister in Munchkinland. So they go all the way back to Munchkinland. Glinda explains, you click your heels together three times, say where you want to go. She's like, what? But, I did all this work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's also like, what? I walked so much in these shoes. So but... then she says her goodbyes to her friends. Toto, the Pepe the Prawn is like, I'm going to stay here. He thinks that it's going to be like a big dramatic goodbye. And she's like, I literally could not care less. Goodbye to you. Yeah. <laughs> I liked this moment where I was like, finally, everyone's acknowledging that Pepe sucks. <laughs> um, and then the she goes home. Biker she... gang and oh yeah, the, the widower of the Wicked Witch and the Flying Monkey are all there. And she says goodbye. And she gives a little speech, and then she takes the hat off and puts it on the monkey. Yeah, she's like, it's time and for then, you to be your own boss. And then the widower is like, the monkey gets the hat? And then Glinda or so someone else is like, the monkey gets the hat? And then she's like, the monkey gets the hat. Like, it was some big thing. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> and then she goes home. And she goes. She goes home to... in a little tornado, and the 
VFX of her spinning around really fast in the tornado was very funny to me. <laughs> but then she lands she back in Kansas. She goes to the diner and there's she a missing person She lands back in Kansas and she's dressed sign. in the outfit that she was wearing. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess this really happened. Interesting. Yeah. Then there's a missing person sign outside the diner. And then Aunt M is like, oh my God, we've been looking for you for days. <laughs> and I was like... So, so this actually happened? Like, what? <laughs> and then she's like... And they're not yeah. even like, where were you? They're just like, wow, we're glad you're back. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, I'm happy to be home. <laughs> um, I I don't want to be famous anymore. I just, I've realized, like, that this is what really matters. And then they're like, oh, well, that's a shame because someone's just been sitting in this diner every day for days waiting for you. And then it's Kermit. And he's like, I listened to your demo and it was amazing. We want to hire you. And she's like, oh, my God, really? And then she's like, actually, I want to stay in Kansas. So thanks, but no thanks. And then Aunt M and Uncle Henry are like... We've realized, like, that home can mean a lot of things or something, and that, like, yeah, they're like, no, just do it. You should follow your dreams, and so she does. And then then they're showing Star Hunt, the Muppet Star Hunt life, and then all the Muppets join in, and she's a star, and that's the movie. The end. Yep. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking recently that we should say, like, thanks for listening at the end of our episode. (laughs) Oh, okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Just shining bright, gotta get a message out, send it loud and clear. All you need is right.